Here we go. Now we're on. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D. Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Ted Mixy. Good to see you, man. Yeah, man. I actually saw you before the, right at the start of the weekend as well. That's a good point. You did yeah. pop in. Yeah, you got to reconnect with Tatum. Yeah, I know. It's been a good three years since you hung out with her. Yeah, I tried to explain that. It was going nowhere. I was like, all right, that's fair. I know. She's just looking at you. It's typical kid crap. Man, yeah. she's fired up. I bring her to the radio station. She gets to talk into a microphone. She's feeling like everything. Like here, a little, a little sample of what Tatum sounded like at The Rock. I got Tatum. I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh, there you go. Yep. It's KSW. KSW. I Tatum. She's Tatum. Oh, is that our show in the background? Yeah, it's Miles talking. Yeah. You got to tell him to be quiet while Tatum's on the air, man. <laughs> then he kept trying to talk to you while she was talking. <laughs> Hello. I'm Tatum. She's Tatum. I'm She's Tatum. DJ off? I am. I don't know. DJ Tatum. He's DJ Tatum. DJ Tatum. Yeah. That makes sense. And I on the stage. He's on the stage, I think? Daddy. Daddy. It's your toy. It's my toy. And rock and roll. What is up with kids in that like weird like baby accent? Toyn. It's the cutest know. thing in the world, but if an adult does it, you think you're you think they've lost their mind. Well, and I thought I was in because when I first said hello to her, I got a little fist pound, which some little kids won't do to a stranger. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm glad that like you put the fist down. She's looking at you like I don't know what to do with this fist, and I go pop the balloon, and then because that's what we call it yeah. instead of blow it up. For some reason, it became pop the balloon because she loves balloons. So then she's like, oh, I know how to pop a balloon. And then she just punches your fist, and it was awesome. Yeah. So if I saw her later. She wasn't really chatty, but I like, feel like we did all right. Like, no, dude, yeah. A few more, you know, if it was 30 minutes, she'd probably be chatting. What, what I thought was awesome is that we were leaving the station. She's like, I had a lot of fun. She's like, I like your station, daddy. And I'm like, yeah, nice. you got to go to the station. You got to meet my coworkers. You got to meet my good friend. She's like, yeah, and then there's like a pause, and then she's thinking, she's like, can he be my friend too? And I'm like, you bet he could be your <laughs> friend yeah. too. I guarantee you that he would be your friend. Bro down, dude. And she was pretty fired up about that, <laughs> which I think is hilarious because she barely said a word to you when you were like, when we had the time to actually talk. <laughs> too busy, you know, fantasizing about taking dad's job. Oh, I, uh, TSW. TSW, yeah. I TSW. I to watch Ted's work. I'm, my name is Tanum. Tanum. All done. <laughs> she had a blast. We were laughing, though, because it was my boy's birthday on Friday. Uh, BJ took the day off for whatever reason, so we're like, cool. Uh, so we're like, oh, let's just go to Seattle, go to the aquarium. So we're like, and we're joking. The last time we brought Tanum to Seattle, we went, stopped at Veggie Grill, then went to the Science Center. And when All we right. first parked, the moment we first parked, the first time, as we get out of the car, we see two guys smoking crack. And oh! We're like, so, so we're like, I wonder if we're going to see any crack smokers again with Tatum. We go, we park, we're fine. Randomly, we park. I, you remember my friend Rachel? You met her a while back. I think uh, we ran into her one time at the Hooverville. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. As we're parking, her and one of her coworkers are like staring at me as I'm parking. I'm like, she's like, what is going on? Like, hey, Steve. I'm like, Rachel. And she's like, are you here with Tatum and your wife? And I'll come with Tatum and my wife. And she was all fired up to finally meet Tatum, which was kind of funny. Go to Veggie Grill again. All right. Leave Veggie Grill. 
Sure as that's guy standing in the middle of the street smoking crack. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. I think Tatum attracts the crack dealers. Where is the veggie grill? It's um Fourth Avenue. And it's kind of by our station. Just like you just go down a few blocks, like U- University. I think on Fourth oh, Avenue, yeah. somewhere around there. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's your. That's where you're gonna see people smoking crack. Because I get off when I take the light rail. That's where I get off is University <laughs> Street. So like, I I'm like, oh yeah, I just don't know where the veggie grill is. I'm like, yeah. yep, that seems about right. She loves the veggie grill. And then we went to the aquarium. Unbelievable time. She was terrified of octopuses for some reason. Or she calls them. I get home that morning from the gym, getting ready to go, and I come home. She goes, Daddy. I'm like, what? She's like, I'm not afraid of octopuses. <laughs> Good. Uh, good. Was it octopi? I don't know. I think so. I'm like, I didn't know you were afraid of them in the first place. She says, yeah. But now I'm not afraid of octopussies. And I'm like, I go to see Sid. I'm like, what's going on? She, she just woke up today. At some point, we talked about the aquarium. I said all the animals and the fish that she was going to see. And for some reason, she was terrified of the octopus. She had no reason. Just decided she was afraid of them. So we had to go through a whole thing to get her unafraid of it. And now she's fired up. Right, because she had a stuffed octopus. Well, then we park. And she goes, I'm afraid of the octopuses again. I'm like, we are across the street from the aquarium. Wait, we can't. I, so turn it back yet. Because right. you make the appointment, right? No, we were going to buy the tickets right. there. Right. Finally, she, she's like, we get her in there. See, if you go, I will tell you this. I went last year on a Saturday morning. Uh-huh. You better make an appointment. Oh, really? See, I think on oh, yeah. Friday afternoon, All right. people were still at work. It was packed, don't get me wrong, but we had no problem getting in. All right. Get get in there. All right. And I, we made a promise. Like, we go, we'll get you a stuffed animal. All right. Sure. Like a sea lion and a, an otter, whatever you want. We go in there. She falls in love with a little, like a seal. Like, great. You know, it's pretty penny, but whatever. You know, we'll get it. 30 something dollars. Then she keeps walking around. She goes, no, daddy, I want this one. And it's the freaking octopus. <laughs> It's like sure, and now octopuses are her favorite. I was gonna say that your whole house is gonna be. She's gonna like when she gets into. What is she, is she not in preschool yet? Right? No, 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 not yet. Yeah, that's gonna be the thing. She'll start drawing octopus now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And now I think she's gonna love the kraken even more. That's a good point. Oh, it was, it was great. So now we do that. Come here to the radio station, see all the fellows from the men's room, and then go to Bellevue and go and enjoy some uh, Dozone, Molly Dozone. Moons. Shout out to Molly Moons, current seasonal flavor for vegans, vegan blueberry pie. Nice. Even if you're not vegan, I highly recommend you get this. It might be one of the best ice cream flavors I've ever had. Nice. Oh, I, I'm thinking about leaving here today after we're done and swinging by Molly Moon and getting a couple <laughs> pints to bring home. So, right. Because I was telling Steve, we talked about ice cream on the podcast last yeah. night. Then we started talking about Molly Moon's and Steve's like looking something up and he goes, here it is. So I was like, ah, that does look good. He's like, I'm going to stop and get some today. Ted, it's a toasty, freshly baked, gluten-free pie crust that's folded into our rich vegan coconut ice cream base. And then in a swirl of big dollops of homemade jam with Washington-grown blueberries, voila. Vegan blueberry pie ice cream. This flavor is vegan and gluten free. Gluten free. Gluten free. Do you ever eat the uh, coconut bliss ice creams? Yes. Yeah, they're not bad, dude. All like a lot. Ben and Jerry's, in my opinion, has the best vegan options. If you know anyone who right. like or anyone has like an issue with dairy, like yeah, obviously the dairy version is going to be probably creamier and better, but it's not that far. And and I highly recommend the bananas Foster version. They're Ooh. the vegan one. Because it's one of those cores. Yeah. The core. And it's like a gooey caramel core. Yeah, man. Oh. I mean, Bananas Foster is my favorite dessert of all time. It's so great. Remember that time we went to uh, Vista Prime Steak and Seafood? Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> <It's> delicioso. <laughs> Tech Talks. Oh, oh, coming in hot. The Tech Smith. Sorry. Now, this one, I'm going to say try because oh, it's hard to fight the urge. 
but try not to be jealous, right? There's certain things, but you know, like a lot of people look like they have stuff together and hopefully they do, but a lot of people have problems and stuff you don't see, right? There's troubles they're going through and everything. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, we, we were just, I was talking with some friends and it's like, yeah, like it's hard. But sometimes when you look at other people's stuff, like just try not to be jealous. I like that one. You know? That's huge, man. Especially yeah. in like, I see it a lot in any kind of art. Because when all of a sudden some kind of success happens to you, music, I'm, I'm thinking about music and wrestling for me, because those are the two, are two art forms that I've done. Anytime there's any kind of moments of like cool moments, you could tell there's certain people in your life, and you like to think that they're, they're, they're your friend until you start seeing how like their, their body language is, and you're like, Oh man, you're you're internalizing this, and you're mad that you didn't get this opportunity, and that's kind of lame. Yeah, and I experienced it a lot with wrestling. Holy smokes, you talk about some jealous people. It is insane, Ted. It is laughable. Like I'm now, I make it a point, and it's so great that you say this because I, anytime anyone tells me something awesome that's happening for, for them in wrestling, I get fired up for them. I'm like, dude, you deserve that, and I do believe that. But like, of course, you want to be like, oh man, I wish I could get that opportunity, but lose that attitude. I tell people like. Dude, you won't believe this. I'm going to get to wrestle this guy. And then I'm watching them. They're like, oh, cool. And you can just see like they're they're they're, they're getting mad. Yeah. They're like, how dare you? I'm a better wrestler than you. I deserve that spot. Why are you getting that spot? And it's just like, and I've even heard people say that about other people. I'm like, if you're capable of saying that about other people, Lord you probably knows. say about me. Exactly. We're not that close. We're not that good of friends where I feel like I'm in your little like circle that you're not going to be jealous about my success. It's annoying, man. And there's some people that have great success and you look at them and they're still jealous of other people's stuff. Yes. And it's it's wild. But and look, I do it too. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Try not to be. Yes. I can't sit here and be like, don't be jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, dude, there's definitely times where I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could do that. But I'm yeah. never going to make them feel awkward because they're excited. It got to the point now, dude, I have nobody almost in the world of wrestling that I can share good news with. So I get this good news and I want to be like, oh, I can't wait to tell somebody. I'm like, oh, if I tell him, he's probably going to get all weird about it. Like I told one guy, he's like, I was like, oh, he's like, oh it must be nice to get booked. And I'm like, yes, actually, it is nice to get booked. And I would be happy for you if you got booked. But that attitude is probably why you're not getting booked. Yeah, and there's a way also to talk to people that maybe are in an arena that you're trying to get into or be better at and be and just talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of being jealous that you got booked, be like, D- show me that bump one more. Or, like, you know, what? show me some specific move one more time that puts you a little bit farther up the chain. Or even some of them in like... Dude, that's awesome. I've had one guy, which I thought was cool. He's like, do you think I could come with you to the show? And, and like, oh, I got booked at this place in Canada. Like, oh, I mean, I've been trying to get booked there. You think if I I could come with you? I'm like, as long as they're cool with you showing up, you know, obviously we're not going to, like, you don't get booked to wrestle, but, like, you go just to be able to introduce yourself. And it's a, and then you have a yeah. car ride to go with. I'm like, of course, man, that'd be awesome. And I'd be more than happy to, like, vouch for you. But, yeah, then you get the other people who are just like, that's bull crap, man. You're taking my spot. I'm like, no, well, did you try and get this spot? Like, go F yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, dude. Great TED talk. Yeah, man. Yeah. Stop being <laughs> jealous, bitches. <laughs> Be happy for other people's success. You know what? When you're happy for other people's success, eventually when you have success, they're gonna be happy for you too. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, right? I get it. It's tough. I mean, it goes in, in a lot of ways of life. And also, frankly, some of the people you're jealous of are going through stuff you have no idea. You don't yeah, know what their battles right. are. This, that. Like, they don't have it all figured out. They, they, not everything's not perfect. Yeah, you always see those stories, but some people, are, they look like everything's great on social media. I'm, dude, I'm guilty of that. I don't ever share anything negative on my social media. No. So, and I think in the eyes of some people, they're probably like, oh, Steve's all in a good mood about everything, kind of. You know what I mean? But that's not true. 
It's not, but I'm also not that woe is me guy that posts every thought I have on social media just because that's just, that's just my mindset. Like, oh, I'm right. only going to share fun stuff. I don't want to bring anybody down when I'm down. So why would I bring them down on social media as well? Yeah. And it's not fun. No. But you get in a fight with your girlfriend or your wife. Like, you don't exact, like, you're not going to post that on there because it sucks. Some people do. I was say a lot of people Vague do. posting. Yes. It's always funny when someone vague posts about someone who it's clearly their wife. I'm like, it's not so vague. Like, unless you have multiple wives. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're bitchy about your wife. Yeah. <laughs> so weird, man. It's so... Sometimes, I used to do this on Twitter sometimes. I would just post kind of like vague stuff. And then people are like, you all right? And I'm like, it, it's, a, it's a song lyric. I'm just messing with people. Dude, I have to make it a point to like put those things in quotes or like use like a music emoji. Yeah, like there's certain ones like I. I oh, I like effing with people. I just, I, I just don't tweet as nearly as much as I used to. Is I'm like, I, there's just so much on there, and like people get all fired up. So I'm yeah. like, all right. Well, even having me yesterday, it wasn't anything awful, but I made it a point to even say, this is my. Like someone asked me one of my all time favorite matches that I've seen live. All right, uh, and so I, I was like, man, that's a good question. Like for wrestling, like I can't. I don't have the energy to sit and go through every single wrestling show I've ever been to and then narrow it down to like a top 10. But I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to think of the first 10 matches that stand out for me. And I'm going to try and use the mindset of like, think of one from WWE. Okay. Think of one that involved at Defy. Think of one of this. Think of one of that. And then just kind of let your mind go. And so I came up with a list and I was like, this looks, I put it out there. And then there's some people like, I can't believe you went with that one and not this one. And I'm like, uh, did, I even I preface it by saying this is my list, and it was a first to come to mind, and it's based on either the match, that uh, somebody that's in the match that I'm happy to see have this opportunity, or the story that was being built to get to this point. But one of these matches is my all-time favorite, and it was a match between the Briscoes and FTR. And it, just an insane story, a match that I got to see in Dallas. And it was right. one of the greatest matches ever. I was, granted, I was not sober. Yeah, and when when I was like, I was like, oh, everything kicked in. I was like, this is amazing. I'm wasted, and this match is incredible. It was the best yeah, match but people were like, ah, oh, that's a bad call. <laughs> well, that one they didn't complain about, but they were just like, oh, you went with that one from WrestleMania. Why don't you go with this one? Or you you didn't include this one from Defy. I'm like, you make your own list, right? Like, this, why are you arguing about my opinion? I didn't. This is supposed to be a really fluffy thing. Right, that and I this just isn't put out even there. like an either or. This is literally like, hey, what are your favorite ten matches? No, this wasn't even me. Like being like, if you vote for this person, you're a moron. This yeah, is, this I think, isn't LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, <laughs> right? This is these are ten matches that I that someone asked me what my favorite matches are, and they're the first ten that came to mind. I'm not. I, there's a very good chance that these. I don't. If you had me do the top ten matches of all time right now, there's a good chance that half of them won't even make the list because I forgot. <laughs> People. Whoa, dude. Trust me, I never jump into Facebook arguments, but I almost jumped into one yesterday. Uh oh. Because after the Lakers got swept, somebody I know posted this whole thing about Michael Jordan versus LeBron James and the stats. I want to be like, yeah. But you left out the giant stat here is that LeBron has played in this many more NBA Finals and Western Conference Finals that Jordan didn't make. Yeah. So, of course, his numbers, like, yeah, you're right. He has some playoff numbers that aren't as good, but he's also been in there more. Yes, absolutely. And also, 
He wasn't really uh, paired up with the same kind of players that Michael Jordan had. Scottie Pippen's one of the best 75 players of all time. Right. Like, Pippen probably could have won championships without Jordan on a different team. Like, if he ended up on, like, you know, the the Sonics back in those days, there's a very good chance the Sonics would be winning a bunch of championships. And LeBron James would body him (laughs) one-on-one. Dude, I'm a big LeBron James fan. I'm not even a basketball fan. Part of me became a LeBron James fan to troll everyone who hates him. I'm it's like, unreal. The guy doesn't get in trouble. Every game his senior year of high school is on TV. I mean, he literally, nobody's had the pressure he has had. Right. And then it's these old heads, and I, I count myself, I'm over 40, that are like, I mean, I barely watch basketball, but he's no Jordan. Look at this. And that's like, shut the F up. You, you just said you don't even watch hoops anymore because the game's different. Like, you think if the game was more physical now? Like, but what would Jordan do? Yeah. LeBron is is much bigger, faster, stronger. He would like I'm saying he would body him. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and the person's argument's over the moment they say I don't watch basketball much. I'm like, how do you have the argument then? Right. I have my argument also though is then that people are like, hey, you know, it's just Jordan was a better role model. I'm like, gambling problem, not a good person, universally despised by his teammates. Like, doesn't seem like a good guy. No. LeBron James, family man, never hear about any controversy that's happening with him and his wife or him and like uh, out and about doing anything wrong. Beautiful kids, raised everybody good. Right, goes Uh, to his kids' games. Right, like, teammates love him. Guys on other teams love him. A great ambassador for the sport, but you don't like him. Okay. Why? I mean, there's a lot of reasons, I'm sure, that we can but, find out that'll be very depressing to hear. But it's stupid. A lot of it's people just don't like him because he talks. Yeah. And he'll speak on issues, which also, like, if you don't agree with him, that's one thing. But you got to remember, Michael Jordan couldn't exist today. Mm-hmm. It used to be that little... Uh, media glob that went around with him, they protected him. Yep. You didn't hear any of these stories about he's out till four and five in the morning, you know? Yep. So it's like, you can't compare them. No, media back then, I saw someone say this, like sports media and just media in general were there to protect the celebrities back in those days. And nowadays they're here to exploit the celebrities. Yeah. Which is kind of a funny way to look at it. But you know what it boils down to? Everyone is still mad about that stupid video that he and a bunch of players did when they made the decision to go to Miami. And it's like, we're, we're still holding this against the guy, something that he did in his 20s, which honestly, if I was in my 20s and as successful as him, I probably would have done a lot more stupid things on, on video. And I watched a whole special on it. It was never supposed to be an hour and this and that. Like, he kind of got pushed. They got pushed into it. Yeah. And then well, literally- People are like, oh, it's a ratings bonanza if we have you do this. Right. And then literally when he said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, is like this arrogant line. He was just mimicking Kobe, who when he said, I'm taking my talents to the NBA and skipping college. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is. The, the, the whole narrative of hating LeBron, I think, is one of the dumbest things ever. Yeah. That's why I will forever bang his drum. Yeah. You think he's retiring? No. I didn't think so either. No chance. Ah, cocky son of a bitch. He's going to want to play again. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. That's the other thing, right? 20 years. He was almost in, he was in the Western Conference Finals. AD, dis, I, I don't know. AD's not, AD's very good. Mm-hmm. He needed a little, he needed a little more. But yeah, LeBron's not retiring. Uh, I don't know if he stays with the Lakers. I don't know where he goes. I don't know if they Back bring in. to Cleveland. If they bring in Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows? But I, I, he's not retiring. He wants to play one season with his son. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That, that, uh, man, that son, he dresses nice. I was like, I saw the pictures of him. I'm like, man, he's a sharp dresser. Oh, yeah. Looking good. Looking good. Dude, I forgot. I wanted to share something with you. Uh, it, it falls in line with the TED Talks, but I have an Arnold talk. All right. Have you ever watched the movie Pumping Iron? Yeah. Okay. 
I never watched Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie Pump and Iron. Oh, the other day I was at I the gym. I don't drink milk. Milk's for babies. I drink beer. <laughs> I, I go to the gym and I like to watch anything while I do cardio because cardio is mind numbing. So I'm riding on the treadmill and I decided, I'm like, oh, it's free on YouTube, Pumping Iron, the entire movie. So I was like, put it on. And like he had a great line. I thought it was very inspirational for people who do things that other people get judged for. Like, like for me, I connected with it because of wrestling. Like for me, right. bodybuilding. And he's like, dude, people make fun of me. Because I'm so obsessed with bodybuilding, but I think things that other people do are weird, but I let the, I'm okay with them doing it because they like doing it. Why do people give me a hard time? Yeah. And here's the clip. I mean, obviously, a lot of people look at you and they, they think it's kind of strange what you're doing, you know? But those are the people who don't know much about it. You know, as soon as you find out about what the whole thing is about, then it's just like another thing. I mean, it's not any stranger as uh, going into a car and trying to go in a quarter mile five seconds. I mean, that's for me strange. I thought that was just great. I oh, like, yeah. Nailed I like it. that. Because I thought it was like... I don't, I don't begrudge anyone for putting on, like, a lot of times in people, you see a lot of those car shows. Like, people just show up with their car, and then everyone just walks around and looks at each other's cars. Oh, yeah. I was down there a couple weeks ago. Right. It's unreal. Right. It's a, it's a whole thing. Not my cup of tea. I think, I don't want to spend my day just looking at other people's cars. But I'm not like, what's wrong with you? That's weird. Don't you know that that's dumb? Like, And I get that all the time with wrestling. I'm like, uh, anytime anyone gives me a hard time about wrestling, I'm like, what are you passionate about? And then they, and then they tell me, I'm like, I don't find that interesting at all. But- it's okay for you to do it. Like, well, and he's, it's funny because he's talking about drag racing, right? Yeah. So, like, once in a while, I watch that show on Discovery, Street Outlaws. Oh. And I was always like, Ted's eh. a fan of the Outlaws. Yeah. I was just like, I don't really get drag racing. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, man, these guys love it. And then I was watching one the other day. They're at like a track, you know, like Pacific Raceways or something. Uh-huh. So they're not street, but they're doing it all legal and stuff. And this one guy's like, yeah, man, it's great. Look, I grew up with cars. He's like, my wife helps me. My two kids work on the car. Like we do this and that. He's like, awesome. it's a whole. He's like, we come out here on Saturdays. I was like, all right, that makes a lot of sense. I yeah. never thought. I just thought it was like, dude, just being like, how fast can we go? And it's like, oh no, this is this is they're, they're passionate. It's their hobby, and they all do it. It's family bonding. Yeah. In addition to doing something that they, they absolutely love. Yeah. That's why it's so funny when people start thinking about before you start judging other people and what they are passionate about. You're probably doing something that could easily be judged as well. So chill. Pump the brakes, people. <laughs> That's my TED Talk. But the highlight of this Arnold documentary, I don't know if you remember this part. I mean, I haven't se- I've seen it. I haven't seen it in years. Dude, I had to stop watching it because I started laughing so damn hard. And it was, it was extra funny because I'm like, I'm at the gym, and he's talking about why he loves pumping iron. And it's because of the pump. The greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into into your muscle. It just blows up, and it feels different. It, it feels fantastic. It's as satisfying to me as uh, is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and c***ing. Oh. I'm, I'm like, excuse me? Okay, this is one way to sell bodybuilding. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of at home. I'm getting the feeling of backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. <laughs> yeah, you are. Bliss. I mean, that's what he's talking about. Right? Yeah. I was like, 
Damn, Arnold. He's not wrong. I, Dude, I had the best workout ever after that. Yeah. <laughs> Here I go. Here or I even, go, Ted. Even think about like after you do a match or even like, mm. I don't know, just introducing stuff at Defy and you got, you know. Oh, the adrenaline. Yeah, that adrenaline dump and stuff. It is fun. Well, they, I mean, he obviously went a little bit more vulgar than I would, but, you know, on a podcast, before that we'd get in trouble if we did. But it's that whole conversation of like what is up there like on the same level as sex. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the thrill of performing in front of people is definitely up there. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the way he said he, it. He, he, he minces no words, Steve. No, not at all. It's like listening to his podcast. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. The Ted Smiths Wide World of Sports Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn Good people, great popcorn Now as much as I like LeBron I did write Le Sweep <laughs> Le Sweep, oh my goodness gracious Denver's just that good that was cr- This has been a really like interesting round of playoffs for both the NHL and the NBA right now. Yeah, like I saw. Yeah, uh, before we get into the NHL, oh, no, no, that yeah. was bad last night. But Denver's just that good. Like I've been, I was setting on the men's room. I was talking to our buddy BT. I was just like, I knew they were good all season. Yeah, he's I- all of a sudden showing up to work. Because his basketball team is dominating in the NBA playoffs. I'm like BT, you've been here in like a year. Wearing his nugget shirt. I know, but like, number one, I don't watch enough regular season basketball. I just did not realize they were that good. Now that I, you know, once you get into the playoffs, I start watching a lot more NBA, a lot more NHL, and I'm just like, Jesus, Jokovic is that good. Like, Denver's that good. And then, yeah, I mean, they they swept them. They were all close games. I mean, when I got home the other night, it looked like... It looked like the Lakers were up almost 20 points at halftime. Unreal. And then they kind of, Denver does what Denver does. They chip away in the third quarter. Then the fourth quarter, it's like, yeah, they're going to turn it on. The crazy part with that one also is I did not realize that the Denver Nuggets have never been to the NBA Finals. Yeah. That's kind of cool that they're going to have now a chance to win a championship. I'm always a fan of any team that hasn't won a championship. If my team's not in the playoffs, I'm usually rooting for that team. Well, and let's be honest, Denver just kind of sometimes gets gets a little forgotten about as far as major cities go. Yeah. You know. And and look, Seattle knows this all too well in what, 2013-2014, like Seahawks win a title. It just changes the way people look at you. Yep. Right? So for NBA fans, like Denver's had good years, right? They had the mellow years and this and that. They've had good teams, but right now it's like, oh, they're in the finals. Like, they win this, and it's going to be like, oh, the Nuggets are for real. Oh, 100%. And you got to imagine that, okay, now that's the team to beat next season, of course. I did see a good highlight of their mascot uh, finding <laughs> Peyton Manning in the crowd and asked for an autograph. And Peyton's like, go out for a pass. Drops a dime on him, and he, and he drops the ball. Oh, no. I'm sure it was staged for Peyton Manning. Just kind of gives him a... All right. Uh, no autograph. Uh, let's see. Mariners. I feel like every week we talk about the Mariners. Same thing. They're 500. Yep. Back at 25. Back exactly at 500 right now. Yeah. Right. Thank, couldn't ask for a better team to show up to T-Mobile Park than the Oakland slash Las Vegas A's, I tell you. Oh, man. That was scary. Did you watch any of that game last night? They won 3-2. Ty France, big home run, breaks the, the scoreboard, but then nearly broke his damn wrist getting hit by a pitch. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it was scary. I just turned it on. I was going back and forth with Tatum playing and all that. So I finally put it back on, and 
He took a pitch. I thought he got hit in the face and got knocked out cold. I'm like, oh my gosh, like your heart skipped. Like, you know what I mean? You're watching yeah. this. He's not moving. He's lying flat. The team's trainer's there. The A's pitcher looks like he's about to cry. Like, you know, like you don't want to like, at the end of the day, you don't want to kill somebody. And it looked like he was dead for a second. I had no, I thought he got hit in the face or the neck or whatever. Turns out he got hit like right by, at the wrist. And then when you watch the video, you're like, oh, there's no way that wasn't broken. And, and then I checked Twitter this morning and they're saying it's just a really bad contusion. He'll probably be out for this game today. But thank God it's not broken. Yeah, people forget about that part of baseball. Ooh. I had a buddy in high school, right, at DeMatha, and they were scrimmaging against the Naval Academy. And same thing. Some dude was throwing gas, and he got his wrist up, but it skin, skimmed off it and yeah. hit him in the eye. Ah. And I mean, he his eye was basically shut for like three days. Yeah. And you could just you could see a seam under it. And it was just, it was brutal. Did you imagine getting hit with a ball from a pro baseball player? No. Right there, too. And you watch it, it looks like his arm bends. Yeah. It was gnarly. I'm like, oh, man, of course. Hits a home run. Give him the game running lead. And game score, you know, and, and you're just like, of course, now he's going to probably be out for a while. Uh, T-Birds, congratulations. Now, you got to explain to me. I know. They won, but now the Memorial Cup is the ultimate prize? It's like the Super Juniors. Okay. Yeah, so they won the WHL championship. So they're the best. So they won of, their league. They, they won their league. Like that, That's okay. like the WHL is like their NHL. Like they've got right. all these teams, but there's so many junior teams across the country. So not every team is in the same uh, league. Right. So you have different leagues like the OHL and different leagues all around. So then what happens is you take the, the those other leagues, the the championship team then goes and is a part of this Memorial Cup. But also the team who won the Memorial Cup the year before gets to host it and I could be wrong, but I believe this is how it works. They're also put into the tournament as well. So okay. you have the three best junior hockey teams, the T-Birds, Petersburg and Edmonton. No, Edmonton, Quebec. All right. Coached by Patrick Waugh. Oh, no kidding. Kind of cool. And then Kamloops. And you're like, wait a second, Kamloops. But they won it last year. They won They won it last year. They're in the WHL. So there's two WHL teams. All right. Well, that's good this. for the league. Yeah, very good for the league. And, dude, fingers crossed. That would mean that maybe next year we'll be hosting the, the Memorial Cup over at the Showwear Center. I kind of always hate Quebec after I watched, uh, what hockey movie was it? Slapshot? No, is it? Uh, maybe Youngblood? Now, what's the one where he's the enforcer? Goon. Goon, right? Yeah. And, and like the coach is like, we're going in there to those French-speaking Fs or whatever. And I'm like, I have no reason to hate Quebec. That's but, funny. But I kind of do. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so good luck to the T-Bird. It sucks, though, because it's like you have this high of high. Like the last time the T-Birds won the championship, you're like, WHL champions. Yeah, that's what I just was like, all right. But, and right. then they go and do the Memorial Cup, and they lost that. So you're like, oh. Kind of, kind of, it kind of deflates the the balloon in a sense. It's like winning the Concacaf, and then not winning the S in the bed. Yeah, in a way. I mean, it's it's, apples and oranges. Still, at the end of the day, they won the championship. They're the best team in the WHL. You can't take that away from them, brother. But it's just kind of like, ah, all right, now you got this thing going. All right, so in European soccer, right? Mm -hmm. It's always a big deal to win the Premier League. Which Jesus Christ, Arsenal lost another game this past weekend. I mean, they they, it's like they've just given up. Like they'll finish second, but good lord. But it's always this argument, because sometimes teams win the English Premier League, and you're like, this is the top. 
Yeah. But then there's other years where like your team isn't going to win the league, but they might win UEFA Champions League. Right. So then every year around this time of year, somebody will ask, what's more important, winning the English League Mm -hmm. or Champions League? And I've come to the answer of, it depends which one your team wins. That's a good point. That'll settle your argument. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, I'd much rather win the WHL. Obviously, you have to win the WHL Championship in order to even get to the Memorial Cup. I'm with you. I would rather win the league. Because the the, the Memorial Cup is a round-robin tournament style. It's just different. I'm not really... I like a good seven game, best of seven series against the other teams you've played against all season long. I think there's something way cooler about that. But then again, if they win the Memorial Cup, I'm like, this is the most amazing thing ever. What the hell's going on in Dallas last night? Dude, I don't know. Their team... It looked like their team lost their mind, and then their fans lost their mind. It's like they're falling apart quick. And the crazy part is, yeah, Vegas is up now three games to nothing, but like the NBA, like you were saying... All these games have been close. They've either been overtime or one-goal games, except for last night. It's almost like Dallas just stopped trying. Yeah, I mean, I. It just it looked that foul, that cross check on a dude that's already on the ground is brutal enough. Was that Ben that did it? Yeah, yeah. But it's your captain. Yeah. Like what? What tone does that set for the team? I mean, basically, to me, great because because Vegas was up one nothing. Yep. And then he commits that foul. Uh, Vegas, to their credit, was like, F you, goes down and scores. And at that point, hell it looked yeah. like Dallas was just like, the hell with it. Let's just be goons. Then their fans are throwing crap on the ice and they're, they're in the Classless. It, honestly, it was. There's few things that really piss me off, but don't throw S on the field or I'm on with the you. ice. I'm with, and you know, honestly, I was rooting for Dallas up until yesterday. Like, I thought that it was a really well played turn- series against the Kraken. Obviously, didn't the end outcome wasn't what I hoped, but I was like the better team won. Yeah, and I hope that they go all the way to the cup. And usually, I don't root for the team that beats my favorite my team in the playoffs to go further. I want to see them lose to an experienced loss. But yeah. now I'm rooting for Vegas. Like go go Vegas, beat them. All right, Steve, do you know what else is going on this weekend? Okay, what's going on this weekend? If you're a fan of open wheel racing, <laughs> this is your weekend. What is open wheel racing, Ted? Just not uh, NASCAR. Okay. Right? Because like, that's a stock car. Okay. Like, open wheel racing is like F1. So we can see the wheel. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the main thing. I mean, that's First what makes, like, it's like a weird, like, quirky hipster big wheel race? No, no, no. I mean, that's what makes NASCAR cool, though, is that it is stock cars, and they're all supposed to be stock cars. I mean, obviously, they add stuff. Right. But it's kind of cool. That's why there's more rubbing his racing and all this. But if you like open wheel racing, this is the best weekend of the year. F1's running at Monaco, where basically whoever wins qualifying is going to win that race. But it just looks awesome. It's Monaco. The cars just got so big that you can't pass anymore. Okay. And then also, it's the Indianapolis 500. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah this is a good. Like I've been telling you, man, great weekend for open wheel racing. Yeah, it was funny. I know. You and Tate, I'm going to watch. Dude, that's all she cares about. That's all she'll talk about. I do love Gregor from the end. So his kid is older now, but Gregor was in F1 long before I was. Credit where credit's due. But I was like, does your son actually watch races with you? And he'll be like, yeah. The problem is some of them are just on DVR. So when he was littler, he's like, I'd watch the same race a lot. (laughs) It's like a movie. Yeah. Like, oh, we're watching this again? Cool. <laughs> That's pretty funny, right? Oh, I mean, he's about to make another left. Like we watch Seahawks game, but if Tatum was like, "I want to watch the same one over," e- even after a while, even if you go to that NFC Championship game, I'm like, "All right, enough. I know what's going to happen." Can, can we watch Frozen? Frozen two? <laughs> can we watch Sing two again? <laughs> All right. Well, um, do, oh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Fight Club that you went to. All right. Do we what? have time? Yeah. Okay. 
So, uh, how do you know about street beefs? Somehow, this showed up on my Instagram feed. I can't remember why. It's probably because I follow a lot of wrestlers and a lot of wrestling stuff. And you know how on Facebook or on Instagram, it'll be like, Suggested something, reels. something you follow, you might be into this because of something else that you follow. So, right. somehow, it showed like this strange... And it's strange again, like uh, like they're strange, but like it was just what in the world is this backyard fighting thing that I'm watching on on a reel on Instagram? And so of course I click on it because I'm like this is interesting, and I keep clicking and I start looking at it, and I realize this is happening in Washington State. Then fast forward several months later, I completely forgot about it. I think we were doing something on 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 the BGM Mig show, and somebody called in and said that they're one of the fighters. All right, for what is it called again? So this scrapyard, right? So Street Beats Street Street Beefs Scrapyard is yes. the one in the Northwest. Yes, it started somewhere on the East Coast. I want to say Virginia. Okay. So the guy that runs it here, Fire Chicken, he used to go to Virginia and would fight in him and stuff. And then he figured out he could kind of set one up here. I think they started in 2020 during the pandemic and this and that. But like, and it's mostly just people that are going to fight or they're friends, right? Like they they stream it on YouTube, but like they don't really. It's not like a big spectacle. Right. But I had had him on my podcast. He's like, here's the address you want to come down. So my one buddy, I said- And it's like a full one. They set up like an outdoor octagon. Yeah. Like it's like a- Feed the cage. Okay. Feed the cage. <laughs> that was my favorite part. And sometimes people are in that cage and they just look like they're in plain clothes. Like they're not even like- Yeah, like the first fight was just two dudes that were like, 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 like dudes like me that just wanted to get in there and try it and scrap. Okay. Some of, some of it's boxing, some of it's MMA. You could tell some guys that have a little bit of experience. You're not really supposed to go in there if you're like, you know, if you're if you're training at a high level gym, don't you, do that. You can't, right? They're not going to let you just walk in there so you can get some fun practice on a. Let me get some reps. But there's some dudes. There's but like, how do they vet it? I guess you just had to hope that someone's telling the truth and that they're not like a seasoned MMA fighter. Yeah, I think you could tell too. Okay. You know what I mean? But you know what, to be honest with you, I'm not positive how they vet it. I know they do weight classes. It goes, some's kickboxing, some's boxing. Some of them, the, you know, here's the other problem with weight classes. There was one that was a complete mismatch. The dude was, was pretty short, but it's a weight class. So the only other, he kept asking for a fight and they were like, all right, we'll give you one. But the dude he had to fight was tall and scrawny and was just getting them. <laughs> Uh, but it was super fun, man. They got and they got a medical tent. They got referees. So is it sanctioned by anyone? Like, are, are they, could they get in trouble by the cops? No, because it's mutual. We're a mutual combat state. So they start off each fight by saying, "Do you mutually agree to fight this man?" Oh, there's waivers and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Right. Because like, that's what I always wondered. I'm like, is this out there on the internet going to screw them over? Because it's fascinating, but like, if the quote-unquote wrong person, by meaning a cop, sees it, are they going to come over and shut this down? No, like everything's above board. Wow. They're just right. Obviously, you can't get paid. I think that's the other reason you don't want other gyms in there, too, because then now at that point, you're running fights. Can you have a sponsor? Like if you go in there and it's like Smith Family Popcorns, like my, my sponsor. Oh, yeah. Like the, all the glory to the popcorn. Yeah, like Scrapyard has sponsors. I would trust me, I thought about it. I was like, I should just have the podcast sponsor this. <laughs> you should sponsor a fighter. Yeah. I also want to go in there and fight Sean. Oh, do you? Yeah. I was getting into it and I was like, who do I have? I was like, Yeah, we're good enough buddies. I'd fight him. Sean, you're you're Yeah. Did, would he fight you? I don't know. I was trying to set up fights all day after this. See, and I feel like, like this could be the end of the friendship. Everybody's like, why do you want to fight everybody? Yeah, why, why do you want to fight people so bad, Ted? 
Because it's fun. I don't know. Honestly, I, I should just go to a boxing gym and, and just get a workout in. I, I, just, I, I, mean, I, I know this violent side of Ted. Is it violence or is it? <laughs> well, I, don't know. I pretend fight my friends. You really want to fight, fight your friends. I think it'd be good for our friendships if, you know, more people punched each other. You know, sometimes in life you become closer with people that you do get in a fight with. I bet you have hockey buddies that you have shoved around when they're in front of your net and then afterwards became buddies. Oh, big tone. I remember one time I cross-checked him in the back because he was backing his ass in front of me. And I didn't mean it to go that hard. And I hit him a little harder than I thought. And he turned around and snapped on me and broke his stick over my, my stick. (laughs) <laughs> just swung, and I, before I could even do anything, and shout out to Munson, who always is looking for any reason to fight somebody, comes out of nowhere and levels them, and the two of them get into a fight. And See, I'm like, this is crazy. Like my homies is fighting for my honor, but I didn't really didn't expect that. You know, it's not like I'm like fight for me, but you can't let the goalie get into a fight because then you lose your goalie. Munson, Munson, I'd like I'd put Munson in that cage. Oh, Munson would thrive in that cage. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Munson. Text me yesterday to wish me a happy birthday. I'm like, thanks. It's Is not it my birthday, birthday in October. Yes, I was like, thanks, but it's not my birthday. To which he responded with just the f word, and I thought that was the funniest thing. He's like, I have two days in my phone that are your birthday. I don't know which one was which. I'm like, I'll save this text for October. But thank you. <laughs> After that, I watched some curling. Random. So you go from super extreme fighting to then something kind of chill like curling. Correct. Amazing. Which I want to do that too. He's like, I've done it before. It's so much fun. I've heard it's, they were like, it's super hard though. Yeah, I still contend. And I'm in if you ever want to do it. All right. I'll go under. I think if we put in the time, the effort, and I'm not talking about like just months, like a good year of working at this. We could maybe make the Olympics. Oh, that would be amazing, right? If I had a if I if I had a bronze medal, I'd wear it everywhere. I wouldn't even care about meddling. Yeah, just to say that we made the Olympics. Like, remember when the that U.S. Olympic curling team was like all the rage because they just like four like, like dudes, dads. They just had dad bods, and they were just like these guys, but they looked like guys that were crushing beers and having fun. And there's one of the guys on Team Schuster from the Olympics. This is his home ice place. There's only like four or five of these in the whole country. Is it Highland Ice? And it's up That's in. I went curling. All right. I mean, it's yeah. It's just it's north. Spe- yeah. It's specifically just curling though. I thought it was going to be the old ice arena. Like this is just a curling center. Oh, okay. Because I remember there was one like on Aurora that was an ice rink and also a curling center. That's where I went and curled once. All right, dude. I say, what? When you? How many years until you turn fifty? Eight. When you turn seven 50, and a half. Okay. When you turn fifty, we start. Our quest to become professional curlers. Well, I tried to join a league after a few beers, and they were like, "They were like, we started six thirty, and I'm like, damn it, I can't make that." All right, whenever when we retire, we <laughs> curlers, we become professional curlers. Well, if we're retired, aren't we playing shuffleboard like like I mean, the old Italian guys? I mean, it's like shuffleboard on ice. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like shuffle mixed with bocce on ice. I mean, I think if we put in the time and the effort, we can become <laughs> professional curlers. I'm in. Wouldn't it be amazing if all of a sudden we proved everybody wrong? Yeah. And all of a sudden, people were like flipping around and I watched the other like, hold on a second. Was that Ted and Steve curling? Right. And then after the matches, it's like, we're like the other like real athletes at the Olympics. Like, oh, we just chow down on free McDonald's. We've earned it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you guys weren't like skiing or running. You're just curling. Like the same... Hey, dude, Olympians are Olympians. How many bronze medals do you have? Yeah. Oh, what are you, a bobsledder? Get the F out of here. Yeah. Oh, oh, you just slide down a hill. Cool. Yeah. I saw a skeleton. I've been sledding too, dude. Oh, oh you lose? Oh, that's nice. You wear a helmet, huh? Oh. Like, we're on ice, and we don't even use helmets. Ideally, 
We make the Olympics. The curling is early in the two weeks. And then we get rip-roaring drunk watching Olympic hockey. <laughs> and we get banned. <laughs> they, they, they strip us of our goal, our bronze medal. Right? I'm in. When's the drug test? <sighs> tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? <sighs> oh, crap. Can someone pee in a cup for me? Yeah, imagine that, too. It's like, we got a problem in the Olympics. What's the problem? It's like, Ted's no good if he's not stoned. <laughs> This is like the making of a broken lizard movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to get out of here. Are we back next week? Back next week. Nice. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Happy Memorial Day. Enjoy your time off if you uh, get it. Yeah, and don't be jealous of your friends. Yeah, simple. Really simple. Follow us on Twitter, at the Megacast. Get it. And don't be mad if we never reply to your tweets, because we never (laughs) check it. (laughs) 